0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host Jess. So today you may notice my audio is slightly better. I have a blue microphone that I had bought a few years ago with a pop filter, so I've decided to actually start recording on my laptop instead of my phone. So hopefully we get some better quality audio here and for future episodes. Um, But on today's episode, we're gonna find some Instagram posts and then just go ahead and read the caption underneath them. Sometimes those can be kind of funny and tone deaf. So now, (laughs) after I've stated that, let's go ahead and jump right in. Okay, so the first post that we're going to read is from Instagram. And it says, let's normalize women making career money from home. And then underneath of the picture, it says, the times are a change in my friends. Women have figured out how to stay home or travel and build careers at the same time. It's pretty darn sweet if you ask us. P.S. If you're in direct sales and want to help change the perception of our industry, all while getting the transformative training and personal development from dozens of different experts, why haven't you become a member of, and then it states their Instagram page, it says, we are waiting for you. Um, It's really funny because if we go to the comment section, somebody says, basic maths show you there's no infinite market to recruit, and a young woman with a child will be targeted and lose out in these pyramid schemes. These are predatory businesses, and young moms are the victim. These businesses are. Hold on one sec. I need to expand this. <laughs> I should have been more prepared. Um, it says these businesses are owned by rich white men, which honestly is true. Um, it's a man making money out of his out of this supposed supposed feminism young mums are easy targets and they use cult-like recruitment to brainwash this whole post shows how many have been brainwashed too i expect i expect lots of comments telling me i'm wrong but my economics degree the research and lawsuit lawsuits will prove otherwise i wholeheartedly support a woman making her coin but i will not support schemes made by men that use a woman's want to stay at home and rear her child against her for their monetary gain um, honestly, shout out to this, this girl, um, it sounds like she's not from the U.S. because she said mom like M-U-M, and we don't say that here, (laughs) um, yeah, she pretty much just hit the nail on the head with that, I think, um, I mean, she's right, you know, basic math, the Federal Trade Commission, actually, which is, um, in it's a United States, it's called the FTC, anyway, um, they actually did a study and it was like 99 point something percent of all people who join an MLM actually um, either lose money or don't make money. So, uh, you know, a lot of these income statements from like Arbonne or It Works, etc. will say like, oh, you know, our, our people in this category make $200 a year or $10,000 a year. But what that does not take into consideration is um, the money that these women are quote investing back in their business, which isn't even an investment, it's just, um, women spending money on the products that their company sells, um, because, you know, they're the, the targets here, they're the ones that the companies actually want to get to buy the products, um, they're the real money makers, (laughs) um, so yeah, that, uh, the FTC, like I said, did a study and found that when you take that into consideration, you know, women buying the company's products back 99 point something percent walk away with zero dollars in profits or sometimes in the negatives, um, which is very often. So, uh, yeah, and th- this is true across the board with any MLM, whether it's a uh, Tupperware, which honestly, I didn't even realize until a few minutes ago that- actually a couple seconds ago, that it was even an MLM. I feel like I've heard that before. Um, but but yeah, I, I don't know. Tupperware was so popular back in the 90s and early 2000s, I feel like. And, and that's kind of, at least in the US, what we say for, you know, plastic containers. We just call it Tupperware, um, even if it's a totally different brand. Um, so anyway, Arbonne, um, Herbalife, New Skin, Advocare, Amway it's like 99 point something percent of people either make zero dollars or lose money so when these women you know make these posts that are like let's normalize women making career money from home it's like okay but when less less than one percent of these women make money from home like i think your chances are probably higher buying a lottery ticket like I've bought a lot of $1 lottery tickets and walked away with $2, and I probably in my entire life have spent less than $100 on these lottery tickets. Um, I I don't know, I just, I feel like, I I can look up the actual numbers on this, maybe in a future podcast to confirm, but um, I feel like you are less likely to actually make money from an MLM than you are from a scratch-off, like... (laughs) Um, and, and you would never tell somebody, like, you would never, you would never be like, let's normalize women making career money from home. And you would never be like, oh yeah, you can do that by, by going to buy a lottery ticket. Like you would never say that. And yet you're telling them to do that with an MLM. That's what doesn't make sense. Like your odds are 99% that you're going to fail. And when I say fail, I mean not making money. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty ironic because you would never, a woman to you know oh go be empowered go play you know go play your local lottery go go buy a scratcher <laughs> like you would never do that so how is it how is it okay with an mlm just because you're selling products your odds of like making money are exactly the same actually they could be worse um, like i said i'll look up the official stats on that for a future episode um so i actually ran across an instagram reels video last night and i have been trying to search for it and i cannot find it um so i won't be able to play the actual video but i'll kind of sum it up for you guys so this girl was talking about six reasons why she joined an mlm and she was one of her reasons was she was talking about how she went to nursing school and she was feeling so unfulfilled in life and just you know really wanted to make a difference and so she joined um, you know a pyramid scheme and it was just so funny because this whole video you know she's like oh well what if you're a nurse and you know you there's a nurse next to you who's not working as hard and you guys are still making the same amount of money you know in in, in network marketing or in mlm you get paid based on how hard you work and the whole time i'm like watching this video and i'm like this is like the most tone deaf thing i have ever watched in my entire life like first of all being a nurse is very respectable like I have a lot of respect especially with coronavirus like for people who are in the medical field you know nurses I I have family members who are nurses who literally clean bedpans from elderly like elderly people's bedpans like you could never pay me enough money in the world to do that and yet they take generally starting out less than six figures, which, I mean, is a lot of money, don't get me wrong, you can make good money, nurse, you know, being a nurse, but, you know, a lot of them don't do it for the money, they do it because they care about other people, and they want to help them, and the fact that this girl's, like, sitting here, and she's like, oh, well, you know, I want a more fulfilling life than that, I want to sell, you know, supplements and, uh, makeup, it, she was, it was an Arbonne girl, um, but she's like, I want to sell for Arbonne, it's like, what? Like no offense, but um, I mean, apart from the fact that Arbonne and other MLMs are very damaging to vulnerable females, um, you know, as we just talked about 99% don't make money. It's like, you really, like you really think that being a nurse is unfulfilling and that you're making a bigger impact selling pyramid scheme products? Like I was just like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, it's not, but it's it's on the list, you know, of most ridiculous things. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard worse. Um, anyway, so fast forward, she started talking about how she's like, oh, well, you know, in an MLM, you get paid according to how hard you work. And I'm like, yeah, that's most jobs. Like, in a perfect world, that would be every job. Unfortunately, there are a lot of jobs, um, you know, especially like, minimum wage jobs where everyone kind of starts out the same and doesn't really get a good raise, but at least in the United States, in the corporate world, um, you know, or in the professional world, when you've had a degree, like generally speaking, uh, depending on your education, depending on, uh, how much experience you have, depending on how valuable you are to the company, you're going to get paid accordingly. Um obviously, like, it's not a perfect system, there's always going to be people making more than you who don't deserve it, but, you know, in general, you're going to get paid according to what you're worth, in general, and so for her to be like, oh, if I'm working harder than the nurse next to me, and we make the same amount of money, I'm like, that's not, that's not how it works, though, like, if you work harder, you could get a promotion at the hospital or wherever you're a nurse and then you can make more money, like, I don't, I don't understand, and second of all, you know, if you're going to take care of people for the money, um, you know, maybe your, your intentions should, uh, be in the right place, and you should want to be a nurse to help others, and, you know, the fact that they make good money is great, but I don't, I think if you, um, want to make good money, uh, and you don't care about helping other people, if that's kind of not really a reason why you want to be a nurse, I don't really know if nursing is your calling anyway, um, but yeah, I just, I, I found it really funny because she's basically saying that everyone in the corporate world, regardless of how hard of a worker you are, makes exactly the same. And it's like, no, <laughs> like at least not in the US. And again, there are always um, anomalies to that. There are always gonna be people that don't get promoted when they deserve it, things like that, that that's inevitable. But in general, if you work hard and if you, um, you know, go on and get higher education a graduate degree a doctorate things like that generally speaking you're going to be more valuable and you're going to get paid more like i don't know what world you're living in where you think that if you can just slack off that there's going to be no consequences for that but um yeah at least not at least not around here um so anyway i'll if i find that video i might um link it in a future podcast i have been searching for a while and i it was on instagram reels and i haven't been able to locate it um So yeah, the last post that I'll read, uh, let me find another one. Let's search from, I don't know, let's search from Amway. I don't really talk about Amway much and I haven't really mentioned it in previous podcasts, but um, I also don't really know too much about it. I just, my perception of Amway is that it's a lot of like middle-aged women and older people because I feel like it's been around for a while, which arguably Arbonne has also been around for a while. Uh, but they kind of rebranded themselves a while back, the way that I understand Arbonne, and uh, started targeting kind of a younger crowd. Um, I also grew up uh, knowing about Mary Kay, because I would occasionally see the pink Cadillacs riding around, and they would have the Mary Kay stickers on them, and I was always like, ooh, I want a pink Cadillac. Um, You know, when I was a kid, not realizing what on earth an MLM is. So, I'll be honest with you guys, a lot of these amway posts are actually not in English, and um, unfortunately for me, I can only read in English in <laughs> um, a little bit of Spanish, but um not not enough I don't know enough about Spanish to have a um, productive conversation with anyone. I can ask where the bathroom is and um, things like that, because I have not taken Spanish in years or practice it. Okay, so let's try Mary Kay, see if, uh, we can find anything under that that I can read. Hopefully we can get some good content. So, let's take a look. Um, surprisingly, a lot of these are also non-English. You know, this really surprises me because I think I had... A misconception that a lot of these MLMs are very prevalent only in the United States and maybe that's just a lack of um awareness on my part to the fact that U.S. companies can exist outside of the U.S. <laughs> um call it my American ignorance oh what the heck um yeah I a lot of these are in Spanish, but um, as previously stated, I can't really read Spanish enough to really um, understand more than a couple words. So let's try. It works, and if I can't find anything, then maybe we'll have to end this podcast. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So here's a network's consultant. Um, Blonde girl, obviously, uh, most of them are. I kinda wanna do like a a survey and, and see like how many girls involved with MLMs are like really spray tanned and have blonde hair because it's. I feel like it's all of them. Okay, so this girl says, save this, share this. Your team and prospects need to hear it. It's time for a mindset shift stop demeaning your profession your little mlm side gig it's no such thing you are the ceo the finance chick the inventory control specialist if you carry inventory in charge of marketing customer service and more you raise up women to scale to new heights you are literally locking arms with women who are transforming their lives transforming the financial landscape for their families There is no part of your business that should make you feel like you need to hold back when someone asks you what you do. Stop saying side biz, side gig, little side hustle, boss up. You run a business and proudly tell the world what you do. When you genuinely love and have passion for what you do, it's easy to live and breathe it. So I'm not going to lie, that post is very... I would say it's very motivating for somebody who really doesn't understand the um, ins and outs of an MLM, and when I say that, I mean like the pros and cons, Um, and and there are some pros to an MLM, right? If you're somebody who gets in on it early, if you're somebody who already has a large following, if you're somebody who really doesn't care about exploiting or manipulating other people, um, then I think that... You could probably make a lot of money with it, and 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 don't get me wrong, there are a lot of women who join MLMs who have no idea about the exploitation and how an MLM preys on vul- you know vulnerable women. A lot of times they get sucked into it, and uh, you know they they don't see the light. They don't see how it's um, exploiting women. They they can't see that, and so it's more of an ignorance thing. And it's not that they're genuinely like terrible people or anything. Um, I think that most of the women in an MLM. Are not terrible people i think sometimes they get far up to the top you know too up to the top and it's kind of too late to turn around um you know Arbon makes you wants you to sign a lease for a car and uh, you have to hit a certain sales quota otherwise the lease falls on you because it's in your name so it's like i understand when you know even if you do realize how predatory an mlm is sometimes you're stuck in it and it's not really something you can easily get out of even if you morally oppose it so Uh, I want to clarify, I don't think that most women who join these MLMs are genuinely bad people. I really don't. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think that this post that this girl wrote is definitely, it sounds very inspiring and it sounds like very motivating to people who don't understand the downsides of an MLM. And so when you only see the positives and you hear this empowering I don't know speaker or this empowering post you're like heck yeah I'm I'm a boss I'm a CEO um and people don't like to feel negative feelings I mean we can talk in another episode about toxic positivity that exists in MLms but ultimately um, what it comes down to is like there's no room for negativity because if there was I don't think mlms would exist and so instead of you know when these Girls are like, oh, you're the CEO, you're the the marketer, you're the inventory specialist, you're this, you're that. It's all positive, and no one ever really talks about the negatives of like, oh, well, look at LuLaRoe. Even though a lot of MLMs don't require carrying inventory, LuLaRoe did, or does. And there were a lot of women who got moldy clothing, which I've talked about in a previous episode, um, because the clothing was literally sitting outside in the rain. And so they paid all this money for their inventory because, you know, you can't control your supplier, right? If you're part of LuLaRoe, LulaRo, the corporation, uh, sources the clothes for you and then sends them to you. Um, so at that point you're the customer, um, which, you know, arguably if you're buying from a supplier, you're the customer anyway, but, um we we won't get into all the ins and outs of running a business but uh yeah i mean a lot of these women from lularoe got screwed over with like nasty smelly moldy clothing and uh you know yeah they're the inventory specialists but like when these companies are predatory and they don't care about you um that that's a con of being an inventory specialist like uh i don't know it just i like these empowering speeches in the proper setting. You know, if, if something is a good idea in general um, for somebody, then I like these empowering speeches. I think they're good. But I think that when, as we talked about earlier, 99% of people don't make money, I think that these empowering speeches are harmful because they're giving false hope to people who are literally never going to see a profit. You know, if 99% of people don't see a profit and you're giving this, them this empowering speech, like that is wrong and that's not okay. You know, it's it's like giving an empowering speech around a lottery ticket, right? If you were like, you know, you, you are the boss, you source the lottery tickets, you go, you drive to the gas station and buy them, you front your money to pay for them, you're the CEO of your lottery business. And then you just like, sit there and scratch off you know you do the hard work and you scratch off your lottery tickets like if you have a 99 percent chance of losing money like or, or not making money like don't you see how ridiculous that sounds like that's how this stuff sounds to people who can see the downsides of an mlm but when you can't see the downside of an mlm or when you're um, surrounded in this bubble of toxic positivity and, and no negativity can break through and no reality check can break through then It just, you know, this sounds really empowering when girls make these speeches on Instagram. And of course they're all like beautiful and they have these lifestyles with, you know, nice things. They have clear skin and nice cars and great hair. And you're like, wow, I could be like that one day. And it's like, okay, well, chances are a lot of them probably had this before they joined the MLM. I know the people that I know in in real life who... Have joined mlms you know a lot of them are pretty well off um, or were before they joined the pyramid scheme so they kind of give people false hope when they present their lifestyle as if the mlm got them there when that's not really reality um, i think one of my biggest pet peeves about mlms is a lot of the girls who do start out kind of ahead in life you know maybe they have wealthy parents or they had a good upbringing or they already have a really good job or they make good money they a lot of girls will kind of twist that and present that as if the MLM got them all of those things, when in reality, you know, maybe it came from the, their parents or, you know, some other source, their husband or um, their career at a nine to five uh, or all the above, you know, but they present it as if the MLM gave them those things. And so a lot of women look to that and are like, wow, I could be like that. And so a lot of vulnerable women who aren't doing so well financially join. And a lot of the women, I feel like, who are already financially good um, can probably do pretty well off of it, right? Because they're selling lies. They're selling a false lifestyle. They'll, they're selling this idea that you can be like this one day if you join the MLM. And so it, it it's it's kind of, um, deceptive, you know, and so I have no doubt that those women probably do on average better because they can fake the, you know, they, they can afford to fake it until they make it, whereas more vulnerable women who, you know, don't have that kind of, uh, financial situation set up for them already, they can't really afford to fake it until they make it, and so they just fall flat on their face and then they quit, um, but I digress, uh, we've hit our time limit for today, (laughs) well, there is no time limit, um, but no, I, uh, am gonna end this podcast today, I want to talk about toxic positivity, I just don't have enough, um, I guess, examples surrounding it yet to really form my thoughts for a podcast, um, I, I know that I think that it's toxic, and there are a lot of authors and speakers out there that I've heard at, um, conferences, you know, I've watched YouTube videos of them talking and hearing the things that they say, but I want to write down some specific examples so I can bring them up in in the next podcast that I do. Uh, But yeah, thanks so much guys for listening and be sure to tune in to future episodes for more anti-MLM content. Thank you.